I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In this first week of the podcast, I've touched on draft strategy, did a mock first round, and covered top players at each of the infield positions. We will get to categories like sleepers, rookies, breakthrough players, and more, but today's show is going to cover the outfield, designated hitters, and catchers. At one time, it seemed like outfield was a deep position where you could afford to wait and still pull out good power and speed options without too much difficulty. Now, there's some extremely productive players that will go at the top of drafts because they clearly separate from the rest of the pack. As you may remember, the first four picks in my mock first round were all outfielders. Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna Jr., Christian Yelich, and Mookie Betts. Great players all, and their established level of production sets them at a tier above, especially at a position with a lot of relative mediocrity. That makes it sensible to invest in those stars early to ensure some stability at the position. Nationals outfielder Juan Soto is one more candidate for a first-round selection in the outfield. Not only was Soto massively productive last season, but he's still just 21. If he hit 40 home runs, drove in 120, and scored 120, it would be an improvement on his 2019 season, but not wildly out of line with the natural career arc of an elite player. He would have to stay healthy and continue to improve, but that's not out of the question. Once you move past the top five outfielders, though, you have to squint a little bit harder to find the more attractive options. It really is a position in which beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Using Zips projections, keep in mind these thresholds. There are 12 outfielders projected for 90 or more runs scored, but that includes Bryant, a third baseman, as well as Cody Bellinger and Reese Hoskins, who are both eligible at first base. There are 23 outfielders projected to hit 30 or more home runs, and that total includes a handful of players with multi-position eligibility, including some that are primarily designated hitters. 22 outfielders are projected to drive in 90 or more runs. It seems there are more RBIs than runs scored at the top end of the outfield class. Zips has 43 outfielders projected for at least 20 steals, yet that group is full of players that aren't full-time major league players or are still just prospects, so they probably don't warrant serious fantasy consideration. Christian Yelich is the only outfielder being projected to hit better than 300 by Zips. I also have Charlie Blackman, Michael Brantley, and Mike Trout at 300 or better too, but there are 11 outfielders projected by Zips to hit at least 290. Among the premium outfield options, Starling Marte and Victor Robles bring the steals. Robles is young enough that his potential does make him one of the more compelling picks outside the top tier. Malik Smith and Billy Hamilton are obviously stolen base threats, but they're practically one-dimensional, so their overall impact isn't great. You can grab power bats like Bryce Harper, Charlie Blackman, George Springer, and Jorge Soler, and you should. Having players that can hit 30, 40 home runs, or more is useful. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton have massive power potential, but have also had a hard time staying healthy. They have huge name recognition, of course, so they will probably go earlier than they should on draft day. But it's hard to forget that Judge and Stanton both had more than 50 home runs in 2017. That wild power potential is what keeps us coming back for more, but, as I mentioned, probably earlier than we should, given the trouble they've both had staying on the field. If you're really looking for power, Eloy Jimenez and Joey Gallo are a couple more outfielders that have the upside for 40 or more home runs. As I decry the lack of overall appeal in the outfield, keep in mind that this is relative to needing 50 or 60 of them for fantasy purposes. It is possible to find some appealing options to consider. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I will look at some strategies to help address the outfield, designated hitters, and catchers. And we're back! What kind of strategies can you put into play to get the best value at the outfield position? 
Guys like Cody Bellinger and Whit Merrifield have multi-position eligibility and probably have more value at first and second base respectively. Same goes for Trey Mancini and Kettle Marte. Going the other way, it might be worth capitalizing on Chris Bryant in an outfield spot because third base is a relatively deep position. That's just some shuffling to keep in mind as you try to fill out five or six roster spots. As daunting as I might make it sound, there are still some players worthy of your interest. A's outfielder Ramon Laureano ticks a lot of boxes. He's not at the elite level, but is strong across the board. So is Tommy Pham, a potential 2020 threat out in San Diego now. Well, he's not so much a threat, because he's already done it in two of the past three seasons. Byron Buxton has had trouble staying healthy, and that has probably contributed to his inconsistent performance. But if he does manage to stay healthy, he could be a 2020 guy too. Grabbing young players with upside might be a path to favorable outfield results. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had 20 home runs and 314 at-bats last season. What if he could get to 500 or 550 at-bats for the Blue Jays this year? That could put up some big power numbers there. Indian sophomore Oscar Mercado had 15 home runs and 15 steals and 438 at-bats as a rookie, so his potential is exciting. And White Sox rookie Luis Robert is a 22-year-old who might have the talent to go 20-20 in his first Major League season. There is some risk in taking players who don't have an established Major League track record, but if you're looking for upside, that type of variability that a young player on the way up, that's what they can offer. Let's take a look at designated hitters. They can limit your flexibility if they don't have eligibility at a position beyond DH, but it's a good place to look for home runs. Jordan Alvarez, Nelson Cruz, Fran Mil Reyes, and Chris Davis are all good bets for 30-plus homers. Shohei Hotani is a legit hitter too, hitting 40 home runs in his first 710 major league at-bats. But the question is whether or not he will play enough to add to your offense consistently. What's ultimately important is that you address some categories through five or six outfield spots on your roster. Grab at least a couple of stolen base threats and a couple of power threats and then try and fill in the gaps. The elite outfielders contribute both and that's kind of what sets them apart. But this may be a position that requires some in-season flexibility. Drop a slumping outfielder who's losing playing time and pick up someone who's getting more playing time. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until you find the right combination. It's funny, outfield can seem like this challenging position where there isn't great depth, but just wait until I tell you about catchers. JT Real Muto is like the one compelling option behind the plate. He has some power, can steal a few bases, and his batting average won't hurt you. Real Muto also plays a lot, and that is one of the prime strategies for handling the catcher position. Get guys that play a lot and won't kill your batting average. If they can add some home runs, great, but there just aren't that many wonderful offensive options behind the plate. For a long time, and even before he really blossomed offensively, this is why I liked Yadier Molina. He was so good defensively that he played a lot, and even in those early seasons when he was hitting like six home runs, Yadier was still hitting better than 275, so that made him a useful contributor. He's added some power to make his contributions a little more obvious now, but the point remained that finding a catcher who plays a lot could hold some value. Power hitters like Yasmani Grandal and Gary Sanchez can make a difference. Mitch Garver, Wilson Ramos, and Wilson Contreras are useful offensive players too. Coming back from injury, Salvador Perez is a solid hitter and, when healthy, has typically played a lot, not unlike Molina. And Molina is still not a bad option, even at the age of 37. The Dodgers' Will Smith and the Mariners' Tom Murphy might be decent options because they offer power, so long as their averages don't slide too far down. If all else fails, grab Kurt Suzuki. The 36-year-old doesn't play a lot, but has found a way to be productive in a limited role for the Nationals and the Braves before that. 
If you end up at the very end of the catcher selections, you probably won't love what's available to you. At the same time, just try to find one that isn't going to hit 220, dragging your team average down with him. Some random catcher will hit 250 with 15 home runs, and you can feel okay if that's who you ultimately have filling this spot in your lineup. Now, don't get me started on two catcher leagues, where the pickings are ridiculously slim when going this far into the catcher market. Anyway, we'll pick this up again next week, when I will cover starting pitchers and closers, and then we'll get into sleepers, rookies, breakthrough players, and more. Hit me up with your questions. I'm at ByScottCullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy Baseball on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.